Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, and passionate community advocate. I love to learn, be creative, and to teach others the joy of leadership. Now, it's hard to believe, but we are in our fourth season of this show. And over the past few years, I've had the pleasure of offering insights and doing amazing interviews with like-minded leaders who are inspiring, joyful, and dedicated to building a culture of development and gratitude. Now, I'm on a mission to help you become the leader you want to be. I want to help you create a thriving, sustainable culture which inspires your team and helps you and your business thrive. So, let's connect, engage, and develop your team. Ultimately, I want to help you show up for them so they show up for you. All right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. I have a guest with me today, Lori Aikman. She is a nurse practitioner and a functional medicine consultant, which I'm so excited to dig into. Lori helps female entrepreneurs and business owners align with their body's unique needs so they can have the energy and confidence to up-level and make a greater impact in their businesses. Working in family practice, Lori saw firsthand how conventional medicine was failing women by giving them the same advice of eat less, exercise more, all for the problems, and if symptoms were significant enough, offering medication or surgery as the only options. Lori is passionate about bringing the message of functional and root cause medicine to women. She understands firsthand the importance of feeling healthy and alive as an entrepreneur and business owner. Lori is a Florida native. Welcome, my friend, wife (laughs) and mom of two. Welcome, welcome, Lori. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am really excited because I think we, well, we were talking before we even hit record, such Mm -hmm. is the way. And I have so many great questions, but I'd love for you to explain a little bit about functional medicine and what you're discovering when you start working with women. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, because I, you know, you mentioned that in my intro, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner. So I started off my career. I was in the hospital and, you know, surgical patients and things like that. And I remember just essentially kind of drifting away from there and being like, we should be able to help people keep from getting here, you mm-hmm. know, like where, you know, cause I worked in the, in the ICU setting too. So, I mean, people were, you know, at a very critical time in their life. Um, so that, that, you know, initially when I was in there, I was like, okay, we should, you know, let's move upstream a little bit. How can we help people be healthier and keep them from getting here? Um, so then I went and worked in family practice and then just same kind of thing. Um, and I know you guys have more socialized medicine, um, or, but the same thing you, I think you go to the doctor with a problem, right. And you get what, you know, try this medication maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say to speak to that, you know, I worked in a, in a for-profit, uh, office. when I worked in the hospital, I was in a nonprofit setting. So it doesn't matter. Everyone was salaried. It didn't matter, you know, how many client patients you saw. I went into outpatient. I worked in, um, 
uh, it was for profit. So essentially, and I think even in other settings, you're being told, okay, you need to see 30 patients a day, you know, so you're seeing patients quickly. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it kind of sets doctors and nurse practitioners and PAs or whatever you want to call them naturopaths, uh, because you've got 15 minutes to see a patient, write a note on them, give them something to take away, leaving them feeling better. And I think that that even that system alone just sets people up for, well, here, take this pill. It'll probably make you feel better. And, and yeah, then it's a bit of a factory experience, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. just like a conveyor belt of people and problems and prescriptions, right? Yeah. It's just like whipping you through. And, and I understand, you know, it's definitely not a blame on the healthcare system at all. It's just, what what's happening yeah yeah and so tell me so that was kind of your motivation for wanting to shift and get to the root cause which I always love because I'm also in the business of you know not just putting band-aids on symptoms but getting to the root cause to maximize change for people so let's talk about that yeah yeah so I remember yeah, that all led me to find functional medicine. And just when I learned what it was, I was like, why, why wasn't I trained how to do this? You know, why aren't we all trained how to do this, you know, from the beginning? And, and, um, I, since I'm more in this world, I, um, have some colleagues that are naturopaths and things like that, you know, and, and people think it's kind of, it's voodoo medicine. You know, I remember I even had a girl, uh, a girlfriend I went to high school with. I remember hearing she was going to naturopathic school and I was like, oh, you know, she's just prescribing people herbs, you know, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, it truly is, you know, when we look at, okay, you have digestive issues, why, you know, not just, oh, here, take a stool softener here, take fiber to help you, you know, or whatever the things are here, take anti antacid medication. Well, why are we having problems in the first place? And, and, you know, speaking to the gut, you start looking at the you know, the gut microbiome and the good and bad bacteria that are present in the gut and how that's affecting your stomach acid or your, um, digestive enzyme, uh, production, you know, then leads to these symptoms that, you know, lead to other symptoms in the body. So really dialing it down. And and there usually are some very key things going on that are at the root of, of thyroid problems or of, you know, period pro, you know, when you're having hormone Mm -hmm. problems, um, it, it all kind of goes back to these root issues that are frequently out of whack when we take a look. Um, but though, you know, the women that I end up working with a lot of times they've been to, um, I'll say a conventional medicine doctor for their symptoms and, um, you know, been told here, we don't know, everything looks normal as far as we can tell, take this medication. Um, but they're, they, I think what's great about a lot of the women I work with is they're their own advocate and they realize Mm -hmm. like, I know something's not right in my body. So let me go find, you know, let me go find help to really fix what's truly going on. And they're not settling for, okay, yeah, I'll just take the medication and then they're miserable. Yeah. I love that people are asking more questions Mm -hmm. and trying new things, right? We, we're not just trusting the authority anymore we are exercising our right to be curious and and have choice which is fantastic now a lot of the people that i work with and who listen to the show the word overwhelm and burnout 
is like one of those common words. And this is something we were chatting about before we hit record on how sometimes I feel that burnout, overwhelm are becoming buzzwords. Mm -hmm. They're becoming things that people say when I'm, they are feeling this way. They are feeling stressed. They are feeling overwhelmed. And it's just, it's becoming a, just another word. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me that you can actually scientifically tell mm-hmm. when someone's burnt out. So let's chat about that. The, yeah. the science behind the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it, I think you can mentally and emotionally, you know, like I'm, I'm overwhelmed, you know, and feel burnout from that aspect, but where, where we see burnout on functional testing is in the adrenal glands and in our cortisol levels. Mm. Um, so the particular test that I use is called, um, the Dutch plus, uh, it's from a company called precision analytical. It doesn't really matter, but we're looking at part of the test looks at cortisol levels. When somebody wakes up first thing in the morning, and then 30 minutes, 60 minutes after they're awake. And then a couple of times later in the day. And then sometimes if somebody, if somebody wakes up frequently at night, um, we do check a, have them check a sample in the middle of the night too. And a lot of times we can see, I think of one client in particular, we reviewed her labs uh, just last week. Um, so we should normally, people call it a ski slope, you know, in the morning, our cortisol kind of rises. We have energy for the day. And then it's going to slowly decrease through, you know, the rest of the day, right. nice ski slope pattern, and then be lower. Cause obviously we want to be able to sleep at night. Well, poor thing. Hers was like inverted her, you know, she woke <sighs> her highest cortisol level on that. We were able to find on testing was first thing in the morning. And then it went down through the day. Um, and so this is when we see things, um, people can have physical symptoms like, um, feeling dizzy, you know, just that fatigue. And like, I need a whole pot of coffee in order to function or, um, you know, just taking a long time to wake up. We see symptoms like that. Um, but we also see because the adrenal glands affect so many other hormones, um, it affects neurotransmitters like our, you know, brain chemicals. We can see trouble focusing, um, trouble, you know, I, I hear from a lot of clients lately, a common thing has been brain fog, brain fog. I just can't, you know, I'm, I'm missing things at work because I can't focus and concentrate like I used to. Um, and then when, when we do move through a protocol and we're, and we're doing things to restore their adrenals, I I've heard that from two women this past week, they're like, I feel clear headed, you know, I can focus like I, you know, I'm feeling more like myself again. Um, and so that is where the labs translate to what's going on in somebody's body and what symptoms that they're having, um, that they may describe as burnout. Yeah. And that's such an interesting way to look at it, right. That there's actual scientific because some of us too, and I will say that you know, oftentimes when I'm chatting with leaders of organization, usually larger organizations, and they're hearing this from their staff. Mm -hmm. And then they're also saying like, we got to get utilization up, their productivity is low. Mm -hmm. There is a direct correlation and actually taking care of your health Mm -hmm. is good for business. Yes, Rest is good for business. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you've been told as well, or at least we were raised hearing the story that work hard, Mm -hmm. right? Work hard. And, 
even things like, oh, rest is for when I'm dead or I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll sleep, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't prioritize this. They don't prioritize rest or self-care and they Mm -hmm. don't even know what it is. Agreed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I've asked people, what do you do for self-care? And, you know, I interviewed someone a little while ago and we laughed because it's like self-care is not bubble baths. Mm-hmm. right it yes. might be one thing you do for yourself but it's more than just taking yeah. a bath mm-hmm. so I think we understand why we should be prioritizing our health mm-hmm. but you know when you start looking at folks who are coming in with this like burnout and you mm-hmm. can see it what what steps do you encourage them to start mm-hmm. taking because Likely now, if I'm thinking about it, going in, feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. you're going to give me more to do, (laughs) or I'm going to have to change something, or I'm going to have to shift my priority. And Mm -hmm. that is likely to trigger a reaction. Mm -hmm. So let's chat about that. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually chatting with a colleague last night and she was mentioning just you know, how she's working with her clients. And I was saying, you know, my particular client is very, they are burnt out. They are struggling with overwhelm. So giving them more things to do Mm -hmm. is not, not that they just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't even handle it. You know? So, um, one of the things we do, uh, when, you know, from a supplement perspective, you know, I'm, I'm using nutritional supplements in order to support somebody's bodies, someone's body physically. Okay. And so that is something I would say when people start that, I, I've literally seen it time after time where people do physically start feeling better within a week, even of starting their supplements. Um, but then there's the piece of like, I was just thinking of a particular client. I think she was like, Oh, I have all this energy. Let me bam, 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 do all these things now that I feel <sighs> more energized. And I'm like, okay, well then, and then we're the just- crash. <laughs> Yeah. We're just repeating the same cycle again. So, um, one of the things I really encourage, and and I think that type of person can feel that all or nothing. I encourage just the small habits. So same thing, a conversation I recently had with somebody was let's figure out how you can just take 10 minutes a day for yourself. Um, you know, whether, and, and, people kind of know, you know, I said, when, when do you feel most relaxed? When do you feel most at peace or, or like you can kind of, um, check out, you know? Um, and for her, it was like, okay, if I spend time outside. So we talked Mm -hmm. about, okay, I'm going to try, you know, every morning, go take a walk before I sit down, you know, and jump on my, you know, she's a work from home person. Um, you know, I'm going to go outside and take a walk before I sit down to my calls in the morning or, so it's meeting somebody, you know, figuring out we're all wired a little bit differently and what ma- makes us feel restored. So for somebody, it might be movement. For somebody, it might be more stillness, journaling, breath work. But um, but I do really encourage them to um, take some time for themselves. And then the other more tactical thing would be something called vagal nerve stimulation. So we're the vagus nerve big nerve that runs from the base of our, uh, you know, brainstem down into our gut. Um, so the vagus nerve, when we stimulate it, it actually does move us from that fight or flight mode, which is the sympathetic nervous system and triggers the rest and digest or the, the slower, you know, the more relaxed chill, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. 
So, um, so we also work on integrating some kind of, there's many ways to do it. Um, some practical ones just cause it runs in the throat. So any kind of vibration in the throat actually does stimulate that vagus nerve. So it could be like breath work. Um, it could be, you know, which what some kind of regulated breathing, um, it could be even singing. It could be, uh, gargling water or think of if you've ever taken a yoga class where they do some chanting the old, right. right. That vibration in the back of the throat is actually stimulating that vagus nerve, which is going to help drop your heart rate, drop your blood pressure. Um, your pupils are going to constrict a little more, you know, just more move you into that, not so keyed up state, which is really important, uh, with, you know, getting the adrenals back on, on, uh, on track. Yeah. Cause when you're in that hyper arousal state, mm-hmm. everything seems like a big deal. Everything yeah. seems like a threat. Everything seems like a priority. Mm-hmm. And I do find that when you can slow down, and it really is, it's so counterintuitive and I, and so many people struggle when I say this, but it's the slow down to go faster, Yeah. slow down to actually do more because you're less reactive and you're so much calmer. I even mm-hmm. see it in my son, right? Mm-hmm. He sometimes gets himself into this hyper arousal state and everything is a panic and everything is a rush and, and I could see it. And And you're right. Like sometimes just breathing slowly through your nose, this is my Mm go-to with him in the moment is that breathing in and out through your nose, Mm -hmm. because that helps you just calm down really quickly. And it takes two minutes, Mm -hmm. Yeah, two minutes. And it just brings your body back into that like natural state. Mm-hmm. But I love the singing idea or gargling, like anything that's going to um, help you get there. Mm-hmm. I personally practice a ton of breath work. And mm-hmm. the more I've been doing it, the more, again, the science behind it, mm-hmm. right? It isn't just a, again, a buzzword or mm-hmm. a, you know, sounds nice for you. Mm-hmm. It actually can change the chemistry of your your body makeup and how you respond to situations. I am so much calmer. I still get like, I'm still sassy and I get like, I can problem (laughs) solve really quickly if you need me to. It hasn't dulled my senses. Mm -hmm. It has calmed my, Mm -hmm. it's calmed me down. It has changed how I approach situations. Mm -hmm. And when I need to show up in a, you know, more of a fight capability I can do that but for the most part now I can really process slower mm-hmm. and get way more done yeah and I, yes. and I love that so when we start talking about those daily habits that you introduce and you had said something that I want to go back to is you know 10 minutes right mm-hmm. what you know even just building in 10 minutes and as we start going into, you know, the new year, I find this is the time of year when everyone's starting to think like, this year's going to be different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to write out all of these goals and all of these visions and whatever it is, accomplishments I want to have this year. And likely, likely health 
or physical fitness or nutrition falls in there, right? Somewhere on there, it usually it's usually a hot topic. Agreed. I don't feel like I'm <laughs> off base on that. Yes. The challenge comes is we write down all of these things. Mm-hmm. And even trying to do 10 minutes a day of all of these things, we don't see success. So how do you work with your clients to help them build from 10 minutes a day or build in, you know, one healthy habit at a time? Or is that your approach? Is that like, that's my approach, one healthy habit at a time. What's your approach to it? Yes, I would agree. I would agree because, um, you know, you and I were chatting before I, I find just because a lot of the women that I end up working with, because they're very driven, high achievers, they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm committed. Tell me what you want me to eat. You know, like they're, they come in and they're like, okay, what diet am I eating? Tell me all the restrictions. And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Um, and what I find is actually more practical and sustainable, you know, long-term is I, I typically don't tell anyone um, you know, eat this many calories or eat this many grams, you know, these macros, um, part of the work that we are doing is, you know, through the functional testing I do, we remove, um, food sensitivity. So we do food sensitivity testing. So if there is a particular restriction that they're on as we're saying, Hey, these, these foods seem to be triggering your immune system these foods are your best foods based on this test. So let's stick with these, you know, it, it, on the test in particular, it has green, yellow, and red. So green, you're good to go. Yellow, you're moderately responsive to red. You're really responding to. So I say, okay, your green foods seem to be your best foods. So let's focus there. Um, and then the other bit of advice from a nutrition standpoint, I typically give as I find most women um, in particular do not eat enough protein. Um, mm. And really balancing your blood sugar is going to be important for stress, for your adrenals, for that cortisol. Um, and so a lot of times it's, we're really focusing there. It's like, okay, let's make sure we're getting enough protein at each meal. And let's figure out how you can eat a very diet that you feel satisfied on with these foods that are not causing inflammation in your body. And even just with those two rules, if you'd call them, um, you know, my clients typically lose weight when they, you know, even though that's not necessarily our goal when they're coming Mm -hmm. in, um, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice bonus or, um, of, of the other healing work that we're doing. Um, but I, Yes. I think one step at a time, I would agree. Cause I typically, um, in the beginning, we kind of talk about blood sugar cause it takes a, a little while. The testing we do sometimes takes a few weeks to come back. So they get their testing done. We're waiting a few weeks for results to come back. So we start talking about those basic things of let's make sure you're hydrating, right? Let's make sure you're eating, you know, uh, balanced meals during the day to keep your energy levels up and support your energy. Um, And then when we get their tests back and we need to start working in some specifics, we can, but it's that building slowly. Okay. What's one practical thing we can do this week. And that's your goal this week to focus on rather than like a, okay, let's totally overhaul your diet starting tomorrow. Don't, you know, don't eat dairy and sugar and you know, all these things. Yeah. And it's so not sustainable because you can't, you prioritizing all of that all at once Mm -hmm. is going to trigger another reaction. And 
you know, even if you're setting goals in your business or setting goals socially or in your life, like whatever it is, we see the most success when we, A, take action, right? Mm -hmm. So do something about it, but when we can be consistent with it. And I, and that's always the, the part where people then punish themselves. And I'm sure you see this quite a bit where somebody eat something they you know in their red category or they haven't taken their supplements or there's something they have not done or done that you know kind of takes them off course and I see a lot of like not Mm self-compassion right we beat ourselves up we're so easy to beat ourselves up or you know punish ourselves for not doing what we know we should be doing, mm-hmm. forgetting that we're human. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes life happens, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, depending on, I'm not 100% sure when this is coming out. So depending on when you're listening, like, how do you navigate this type of program during things like the holidays or mm-hmm. really just stressful times in general? And I think the holidays tend to be stressful when it comes to amount of time people you're spending it with but also food and maybe not prioritizing um, your healthy habits yeah what um is great question because it's come up a lot lately you know I've had people who are you know they're starting you know I have one client in particular she's going on vacation to Hawaii so she's Mm -hmm. like can I start my supplements when I get back because I don't you know and it's that um yeah, it's, it's a typically a time of year where that, you know, you're traveling or you're with family or you're going to parties or, or, you know, whatever. Um, but what I, I really try to, and, and sometimes it is practical, like, okay, you're taking a big, long trip. Let's just wait till you get back from your trip and then you can start. Um, but some of it too, I think is taking off of that all or nothing mentality. Um, and, and because life's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The holidays are coming up, but then birthday parties are going to come up and somebody, you know, there's always going to be things going there is on. There's always something. Yeah. There's always, you know, your kid's birthday, you're, you know, there's a dinner with, you know, for work or whatever it is. Um, and I have a couple clients in particular who travel a lot for work. And so they're on work trips and they're going to these And it's nice because they, you know, are, they're going places where they're able to cater to them. So if they have a, you know, they're like, okay, well, I need gluten-free or whatever. They are actually able to request that. Um, But going back, uh, what I really try to encourage people to do is, is just, this is, this is going to be your life. You know, we're, we're figuring out what, how your body works best. And then let's just troubleshoot and navigate along the way so that this is just how you live your life. Um, and I find a lot of them as, as they're experimenting, they realize, you know, they'll go, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I wasn't able to really control, you know, we were at a dinner and I, you know, ask for dairy free or whatever it is, but I think there might've been something in it. And gosh, I felt bloated afterward, you know? So Mm -hmm. a, a lot of times once they've made these changes and their body feels really good, and then they deviate, if you would call that, you know, they're off the plan a little bit and they don't feel as well. So it's really motivating to kind of stick to, okay, well, I feel best when I treat my body like this. So it's, it doesn't become like this diet or this thing that you're doing anymore. It's just, this is how I, 
I live in, mm-hmm. in and I feel best when I live this way. It's, it's funny that you say that, you know, the diet and the restriction, what I feel like I'm hearing or what I'm sure you experience a lot is, is people are so reserved or resistant to, they know they need change, right? Like we know when something's not going well, whether it's in our bodies, whether it's in our minds, at work, in our marriage, at home, like we know, Mm -hmm. we know when something doesn't feel right but we're so resistant to maybe having to take a different action and how we perceive that that's going to impact Mm -hmm. our life, even though what we're doing isn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What's the science behind that thinking? (laughs) Is there a test for that? Uh Um, just there is a little science but there are there? some so sometimes you know foods that you're reactive to it spikes cortisol so i mean when your cortisol is up it can almost you know when you're in a heightened cortisol state it can almost feel a little good you're a little like you know you think adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. like ooh so you have you know chocolate or i don't know whatever it is for you that's reactive you know sometimes people do crave foods that they are sensitive to or reactive to because it does spike cortisol. So there, there is a little science to that. There is some science there. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that's so interesting because even in the work that I do, the biggest hurdle I find for people is their own belief that they can't do this Mm -hmm. or their belief that this is going to restrict me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you would tell people too about how much more free you feel and a diet or boundaries or time management or daily habits are not a punishment, Mm -hmm. right? They're actually ways that are going to help you live more in alignment with how you want to live and create this sense of freedom for you because what you're doing now isn't working and it's not sustainable. And there's kind of the science to prove that you can burn out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I would agree. Yeah. That res- it's like that. Uh, oh, I'm going to be restrictive, even though, like you said, it's not working for you anyways. You're not feeling good anyway. So why do you want to hold on to it? So just to circle back, you know, before we wrap up for those listening, you know, what are, you kind of touched on it a bit before, but the, the warning signs, I guess that your body is not doing well, or Mm -hmm. your body needs your attention? What are some of the the biggest warning signs that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, speaking to burnout in particular, and to like, you know, your adrenals being, we call it HPA dysfunction, um, is now, I think the most uh, accurate term, but adrenal fatigue, something along those lines. Um, so fatigue is a huge one, you know, just that, you know, I, especially having a hard time waking up in the morning. Mm. Um, so when we, again, when we go back to that, it's called a cortisol awakening response is what we see on the testing. Um, you know, that first 30 minutes, even hour, if it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, I need a whole pot of coffee to get going. It takes me more than 30 minutes, an hour to get going, right. That's a sign that you are having, you know, a blunted, um, cortisol awakening response. 
um, where you're just not having that rise like you used to. And, and what that is a sign of is truly burnout. You know, it's your, when you're at that stage, you've likely had high cortisol at times. And now you're to the point where your body is, is, has shifted. So depleted. And yeah. You're yeah. so depleted. Um, other signs, um, would be, uh, dizziness. Like when you wake up in the morning, um, if you have low blood pressure, um, those are also burnout signs, um, kind of before burnout, you can have this compensatory phase where you may be higher at time, you may be lower than you should be in the morning and then higher at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. um, a classic symptom is, is tired and wired. It's like, I, my body feels tired, but I can't go to sleep. I have, I'm thinking all these things. Um, I hear a lot of sleep trouble from a lot of my clients and that's pretty classic too. just waking up during the night. Um, if you're, you know, speaking particularly to women. So if you do have a thyroid problem, or if you do have problems with your period, um, not being regular, being really heavy, um, uh, things like that are, so the adrenals are an upstream cause of, you know, the, the thyroid and the sex hormones are downstream of the adrenals. So mm-hmm. when we, when are, we're in that burnout stage a lot, our, our estrogen testosterone, um, can be low and then progesterone, we can stop ovulating. I'm getting into too much nitty gritty. Um, but, but basically if you're having problems, you know, with your hormones, you know, you're like, I think I have hormonal symptoms, right? Um, likely you've got a, we really have adrenal symptoms that are causing those, uh, sex hormones to be off. Which is um, so interesting. Again, going back to root causes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's what I, I love about this so much. So when people are feeling this and if anyone's listening, you know, where should they, where should they go? What should they do? I know you have some, some freebies and some trainings, but is that the first step or what mm-hmm. should people be doing to, to make this change? Yeah, I would say, you know, just, just to awareness of your body is huge to start, you know, before even like, you know, talking to somebody, um, is just, just paying attention to your body. And really, I feel like, especially when we're that go, 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 go getter, we're, you know, running our business, we're paying attention to everything outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. is like taking a minute to look inside your, you know, what's going on in my body. What does my body feel? A lot of times I find people aren't even aware of how bad their body feels, you know, or these, these say, Oh gosh, you know, it's, it's just like that every day. So I didn't even realize, you know, I'm bloated all the time or I, you know, have these digestive issues or, um, so I would say just, you know, just really taking a moment, you know, taking some time to try and look in yourself, um, and take, have some awareness of your body. Um, and then the, the next step, um, you know, of course I'm always, uh, happy to help people. You know, sometimes I connect with people and I, I will refer them to a, a colleague or things like that. But, um, it's, it's, I would say just being your own advocate and mm-hmm. finding, even if it's somebody local where you live, um, being your own advocate and, and really looking for somebody who is, you know, skilled in functional medicine or a root cause medicine. So it could be a naturopath or a chiropractor, you know, there's different types of practitioners that, um, do practice functional medicine. Um, I will say there, there is a way of going about it. I have worked with clients 
who have worked with other practitioners before and, and not uh, seen results just because they haven't been taking care of the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, I, I have a woman in particular who worked with a, a functional medicine provider of some kind, and they were doing all these very advanced like IV injections and stuff and ozone therapy, and they weren't dealing with the basics. And so she just didn't feel any better after months of treatment and spending money on supplements. So it's like, you have um, to do the foundation first before you add on all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing some really heavy, like detox type things when they Mm. hadn't supported her adrenals hadn't. Um, so I would say that's, that's a good starting point is when you're working with somebody kind of the, the, order of, um, you know, therapeutic approach would be regulating your adrenals, healing your gut, and then looking at, um, your, how your liver is detoxing, Mm. um, is so kind of an order of things, how I work with clients. Um, but two, just looking at your lifestyle, right. If you're, if you're going in and you're like, Hey, give me the supplements that are going to help me feel better, but you're not willing to change what you're eating. You're not willing to get sleep. Um, you know, those you can't up out supplement, you know, um, your, your poor, uh, lifestyle choices, you know, you really do have to take care of yourself and get sleep and eat and manage your stress. So, yeah. And it's so interesting because I'll just put this out there, (laughs) you know, as women and maybe even further as moms, we prioritize all of this for our kids. Yes but not ourselves, not ourselves. (laughs) So I guess like start parenting yourself. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Right. We always tell each other, be the friend, you know, talk to yourself as you would a friend. And no, Mm -hmm. I think that we have to start parenting ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, make your, you know, eat three times a day, um, Mm -hmm. go to bed, you know, kind of practice those good behaviors that we want our children to. I, I often go back to that of, they're watching yes. us mm-hmm. and yeah, if, if not for you, then do it for them because they're watching you, mm-hmm. but you should yes. do it for you. Yes. <laughs> well, and that can speak to, you know, just the cycle of, you know, did you watch a parent yes. put all the children, all the things first, and then like have nothing left for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then now that's the cycle you know, the next generation care, you know, that I think of that of just, I don't want to model that for my daughter, especially, um, mm-hmm. just cause I think a lot of times as women, we can, we're caregivers, you know, I, I, I don't know. And maybe that's just my view of things, but I, I think that, you know, I, I don't want her to be this, I'm going to take care of everybody and not take care of myself. And then I feel like I went through a period of that, maybe in my even early thirties, I was yeah. like, what do I even want with my life? You know, cause I, I had gone through so many years of, let me take care of everybody else. And I'm a, you know, a nurse by You're a nurse. So yeah. I, I take care of other people. <laughs> it's literally your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and then it was like, wait, what about me? What do I even want? What do I, you know, mm-hmm. what are my desires? But how do I take care of my body? And, yeah. And this so. is the permission to like, it's okay to ask yourself what you want. It's okay. Mm-hmm to prioritize yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe for some, it's just the permission mm-hmm. that no one's ever given you, but you know, yeah. it matters. It matters for sure. 
Lori, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like regardless of when you're listening to this, it's timely. It's Mm -hmm. always a, you know, we go through so many different cycles in life and busy periods and, and lulls and, and just spending time getting to know yourself, spending time really, you know, getting in tune with your body and, and asking yourselves questions around, you know, what's going to make me feel better in my mind, in my body, in my soul, you know, what's going to make me feel better. And, and it's okay to feel better. Yeah. It's okay to want to feel better. Yeah. So Lori, where can people find more about you? I will put everything in the show yeah. notes, but yeah, where's the best place to connect with you? Yeah. On um, my website is just my name, just Lori Aikman. So it's L-O-R-I-A-I-K-M-A-N.com. And then um, I would say like social media wise, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, I do have like a LinkedIn and a Facebook, but I, I easy. I, for some reason, Instagram's just easier to you know, yeah. put a little video on there or things like that. So, so if you want to like I do that. I follow people and kind of learn what they're about once when I hear about somebody. So that might yeah. be a good way to get started. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, I hope that this has inspired you to take a closer look at your health and how you're feeling. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Like what you heard? That's great. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player and leave us a review. Great reviews mean so much to us and they also help others who need us find our show. So I want to know from you, what do you think is holding you back from becoming the leader you know you can be? Whether it's conflicting priorities or time, or maybe you just need a little guidance. I know there's hope. You can do this. So I'd love to hear from you about your challenges or your successes as a leader. We can learn together how to inspire one another and build the culture we want, not only in our work lives, but in our personal lives. So if you're inspired, join the conversation in our LinkedIn group, Leaders with Edge, or reach out to me via our website to schedule a call. Ourforte.ca. That's O-U-R. O-R-T-E dot C-A.